Welcome to the 1031 Podcast. It's Tuesday, the 5th of June, 2018, and we are here at the Tia Maria's Singing ng Cultura, located in beautiful San Pablo, Laguna. Today's guest uh, is Sir Jerry Alangilan and Kevin Ray Valentina. Um, Sir Jerry is a giant in the Philippine comics industry. In a career that has spanned more than 20 years, Jerry has done a number of hats, that of an artist, an inker, a writer, and a publisher. He is also the creator of the Philippine Comics Museum, Museum located here in Tia Marias. As an anchor, Jerry has worked with Marvel, DC Comics, and Image. He is a 2011 Will Eisner nominee for his work on Elmer. To date, Jerry has released 10 books, with his, later, with his latest work, the monster epic Bakokak, with Kevin Ray Valentino, uh, coming out last November 2017. Welcome, Jerry and Kevin. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jerry, how are you, and what is keeping you busy these days? Uh, I'm I'm doing well, actually. Um, I'm currently inking Captain America for Marvel, and I'm also trying to force myself to create my own comic books. So I, book number eleven. But yeah, I'm, 11. I'm really trying hard to come up with a new book by Comic Con in November. Uh, it's called uh, January in Manila. It's a very short book, I think, 24 pages. At least it, that's a realistic comic book to come up with in time for Comic-Con. Will you be uh, drawing it as well? As yes, I'm drawing it as well. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just an exercise for me uh, trying to do the inking thing mm. and doing my own comic book to see if I can do it. Hopefully I can do it. Oh, I'm sure you can. It's the yeah. balance. Yeah. Kevin, you, what any new projects? I'm currently plotting a 50-page comic book about the province. So, San Pablo. Mm. Wonderful. Uh, in your many talks that you've given, Sir Jerry, um, there's one during Comic Con that I remember uh, about your Will Eisner experience. Yeah. You, you mentioned that uh, uh, the crowd was uh, was hyped up when you went on stage because they had seen uh, yes. uh, online an online uh, meme of you. Yeah. Um, the nomination alone is an incredible honor. And I was wondering if you could share with us the process of how Elmer reached that particular status. Was I, it nominated? I really, didn't make, I really didn't make it a goal when I was creating Elmer. My only objective really was just to push myself uh, in terms of the writing, in terms of the artwork. I tried to make it as professional looking as I, as I can. I, I looked at a lot of comic books and I tried to emulate a few that I really liked like uh, Epilepsy by David B. and a few other comic books. I, I want to achieve that kind of professional-looking uh, comic book in my own work. So that's why Elmer looks like that in terms not only of the the pages, but also of the book design in general. So I really, really tried hard to push it, and I really tried to look for a publisher for it in the U.S. Uh, because, 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 
because uh, I, I felt that Elmer, when I was writing it, it could appeal to an international audience. So that's why I, really tried, I tried really hard to find a publisher for it. It took a long time. It took a very long time. Uh, uh, but eventually, SLG Publishing in the U.S. Uh, accepted my book to be published for their company. Uh, I had no idea, but I think the publisher, Dan Vado, was no, no, he nominated Elmer on my behalf. I think that that's the job. That's the job of the publisher if they really want to. They can nominate push the, push the book. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had no idea he was doing this. He was just uh, he he just emailed me all of a sudden and said, uh, is, is, "Is your passport uh, up to date? Because here you're you're coming to San Diego, all expenses paid." Because your book is nominated for the ice oh, wow mm-hmm. so I was really happy about that and uh, I had to renew my visa and everything but everything uh, all of that just you know uh, it came together yeah it wasn't a chore usually applying for a visa is a chore but but I didn't mind this time <laughs> because I knew what I, I, I knew I, I, I had something to look forward to. Um, during your talk in Comic Cat last October, I recall you mentioning that the focus of Elmer was never supposed to be on the son, Jake. Uh, from a writing perspective, what was the turning point that led to this change in focus? It used to be on the father, Elmer, then now it's on Jake. Uh, I, I started writing Elmer with the thought of starting with a diary. Not really, not really a diary at this point, but just Elmer telling the story. Mm-hmm. So it was really focused on Elmer. Uh, it was uh, when I, when I did it that way, I, I felt uh, there was something lacking. I, I couldn't define what it was, so I just let it be for a few months. Just let it, you know, go away for a while, allow my mind to rest from Elmer, and I'll come back to it uh, whenever I'm ready. When I came back to it a few months later, I realized that the story of Elmer should be told by somebody else, and it was uh, his son Jake, and uh, the idea that uh, he finds his dad's diary. Mm-hmm. I think that's a better way of uh, telling the story. And then when I did that, I didn't realize that I was writing Jake because. Jake was influenced by me and my my uh, relationship with my father mm-hmm. and uh, when, when when I realized this more and more of that relationship I had with my own father found themselves in in the book so that's how so life plays a role yeah, in creating I, a script sometimes uh, people tell you that if you don't I actually don't I actually don't, mm-hmm. I actually don't mm-hmm. I actually don't believe in that uh, because uh, as a writer, you can imagine, you, you can imagine life on other planets, that's mm-hmm. not your life. Mm-hmm. But um, somehow, for some reason, my personal experience just informs the story without, without me realizing it. And it came, in a, it, it came in a big way with Elmer. All of a sudden, it became about me and my dad. And uh, 
especially the entire first issue you can really feel it uh, when I was uh, when I was writing Elmer it was at that point in my life when I was in great fear of losing my parents because of their age uh, I wasn't ready yet to let go I wasn't ready yet to be I wasn't ready yet to stand on my own I thought you know, uh, I, I wasn't ready to live this life without my parents this uh, is part of your process yeah yeah to transition to that part yeah. of your life yeah. and uh, it was just the, me dealing with that uh, this is a question for both of you um, Kevin your books coming out eventually the one that you're writing on San Pablo uh, so for you, what would make a good story? I'll ask this for to both of you. The story is about. The story is about. The story is about. The story is about. To me, a good story would mean that there's a good interplay between the art and the writing, and it's not just about a story from coming from point A to point B. There would be, uh, I think, uh, different points where you so could. So there's jump. a marriage between the art and the story. Mm, something like that. So Jerry, you. Uh, yeah. What, uh, what would make a good story? Uh, usually, I have. Uh, I I start with a concept with a with, with a general idea, and I I immediately start writing it out the the general plot. It's a very general plot. And uh, sometimes when writing the plot, I, I, I find things that work out and things that don't work out. I, I know that I'm on to a good story if, I, if, if I'm engrossed in writing it. Uh, when, when, the, when the characters all of a sudden seem very interesting mm -hmm. and the situations they find themselves are very interesting, I know I'm, I'm on to a good thing. This happened also with Elmer. The first few times I, 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 was, I tried to write Elmer, it didn't feel good, something's wrong, and it didn't feel like it, things were gelling. Uh, when I came back to it again, after a while, uh, and I, I introduced a lot of other new concepts, new story ideas, all of a sudden things just gelled, and then uh, this gelling of ideas gave birth to other ideas. I knew I was on. To, uh, I was on to something good, so that's how I know uh, that yeah, I'm writing a good story. Um, as a follow-up to that, uh, from your experience, what would be a reasonable amount of time to spend on a writing project? Uh, what methods have you worked have worked for you to stave off um, burnout, writing motivation challenges such as procrastination? Uh, for me, there's no such thing as unreasonable <laughs> because uh, there have been projects which took me more than a decade to do, uh, like Elmer, actually. I, I've been thinking about Elmer for a long, long time. Uh, it took me several years of just letting the idea percolate in my head and then a few more months of just uh, started writing it and then another year or so a couple of years for me to draw it so it's such a long time even bold stars I had this idea 10 years before it was released 
because uh, I really wanted to work out how this this idea of this guy obsessing over bold stars could be told in a very sympathetic manner. So and the search for artists for that is also it took me a long a very long time to pick, to find the perfect artist. So. What's the criteria for finding the perfect artist for your work? Uh, if they surpass my expectations, if they surpass the ideas I have in my head and make my ideas better, I think that would make a very good artist in my eyes. Um, while you're in the process of writing Elmer, Wasted, Rodsky, Patotsky, and your other books, did you utilize a similar writing process? Like, like you let it uh, percolate in your mind first? Um, or did you have an entirely different approach for each one? Is there any story that stands out? There, there are differences in the way I approach it. Like, for instance, Wasted. Uh, wasted was, was something I did on a page-by-page -page basis. I, I wrote and drew Wasted one page at a time, writing it as I go, went along. I didn't write a plot for it. I, didn't I just have a general idea where the story would go. But as I was drawing it, as I was uh, literally drawing the page, I was also writing it and letter. So, so that's uh, because I felt that the anger I had when I was doing Wasted, I had to let it out really fast. So I couldn't afford to sit down and write and uh, do all the all that stuff, which I did eventually with other projects. Uh, so with Elmer, I, I I I went and actually wrote an actual script for myself, uh, and then I, I before you started any of the the layouts and so on. Yeah, before I started drawing it, I I completely wrote the first part, the script of the first part. And then I read it over and over and over. Uh, when I would write a script, which I'm drawing, I wouldn't write a description anymore. I just write the dialogue. So if, uh, if I'm reading the dialogue, it's like I'm reading the comic book in my head. So I know how it, the, the pacing goes. I know how it reads on the page. And if something doesn't feel right in the pacing, I'll change something, add something. Uh, subtract something. There are there are whole pages of Elmer script. I just I just threw out mm -hmm. and added new, new pages. If you can, I I, I actually have a sample of uh, the Elmer script in the Elmer compilation. You can you can see how I, I print out the print out the print out the. Uh, as, as 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 for Rodsky, I have a collaborator like uh, with uh, Baokak with uh, Kevin. Uh, usually I just write it as a layout and I would talk to them and this is what happens in this page. Uh, just stick figures with people with big goggly eyes. Uh, this is how it is. He's facing here, he's facing there, he's pointing there. Uh, but at this point I still don't have any dialogue. The dialogue will come later when, when the artist submits the drawing to me. That's when I write the dialogue. It's kind of a hybrid Marvel, Marvel way. Yeah, the Marvel way. Um, uh, Kevin, how was it like working with with Jerry on Bacaca? Uh Jerry gave me free reign with regards to the art, since concrete plot, concrete plot, concrete plot. 
or story or script to based on so he would just give me thumbnails and then uh, sometimes I would follow them to the to the T or sometimes I would alter some panels or expand some pages yeah. it is a lot of expanding actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on, on our way over here he was telling me that uh, it wasn't to a T uh, but no. uh, <laughs> made the whole book better for that for it because what he thought of I, I, I couldn't have thought of by myself so the, the beauty of collaboration especially if the shot of uh, I think the ruined city and then there's helicopters I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought of that there's one page there where there's a rattler um, a plane a jet fighter uh, what was your? I was always, I always wanted to ask, what was your inspiration for that? Uh, it's a, it's a jet. Uh, I'll show it to you later. It's the, it's, it looks like a GI Joe plane, oh, which sh shoots missiles. Yeah. Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just, just like the, uh, look of the It's a nice plane. <laughs> On the subject of creating characters, longtime Batman artist and writer Denny O'Neill once shared that whenever he would create characters. For his stories that they had imperative that they had served the purpose o'neill added that they usually he usually made or created these uh during the script writing process i was wondering could you share with us your formula for creating characters uh, i i the, the, the creation of characters come very early uh, it comes with usually the conceptualization uh, the story i would write uh, the names of the major characters in my head, uh, like Rodsky and General Barte and uh, uh, Dr. Dalwang Puso. And I would write descriptions of who they are, their backgrounds, lots of other details that you won't find in the comic book, but it informs my, my, my mind how they would react to certain situations. Uh, I try to make each character unique as possible so that if they talk, if you see them, uh, it, the, the, the voice would be unique to them so that's how I do it uh, what are some of your favorite books any books that you could recommend Kevin uh, Planetary by Warren Ellis and John Cassidy that's the book that really got me into comics Sir Jerry uh, my, my favorite comic books uh, I, because I also read books uh, with comic books uh, right now, changes. It changes every once in a while. Right now, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with uh, "Give Me Liberty" by uh, Frank Miller and uh, Dave Gibbons. I like the way it was written and drawn, and uh, it 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 kind of kind of informs the way how I, I approach January in Manila. So. Uh, but in general, the, the, the books that I really like have been written by Alan Moore, by Neil Gaiman, by Frank Miller. Okay, l last question for you both. Um, there are many aspiring creators who I'm sure would like to follow in your footsteps and make their mark in the local comic industry or abroad. Could you kindly give five qualities off the top of your head that they would need in order to be successful in this industry. Uh, persistent, 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 
and you should always be willing to learn new things especially when it comes to drawing the technical aspect and the aesthetic aspects maybe for me personally you should really be very inquisitive or maybe or maybe you should really do your research when it comes to writing your stories especially when it involves uh, real world scenarios or historical narratives Sir Jerry? Uh, Kevin already mentioned a few of them, but uh, I would add patience. I've, I've seen, I've, I've seen, I've, I've seen, I've, I've seen, I've, I've seen a few uh, aspi- aspiring artists who are in a hurry to. Um, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. You usually happen that way. Uh, it usually takes a lot of time to develop yourself as an artist. Uh, so you really have to be patient and determined and uh, you really have to really have to love, really have to love, really have to love, really have to love comics uh, because uh, because uh, because if you don't love it whether it's hard whether it's hard, whether it's hard, with hard, with hard, with hard, with hard, whether it's easy or whatever, you stick to it. That's why you need it when you're creating comics. Thank you. Uh, the San Pablo Comic uh, Convention Festival, San Pablo Comic Festival, will be this coming January 20, yeah. 2018. Uh, 2019 January 2019 and of course the Comic Era Comics Museum how can people uh, find out more about these events Uh, how can they get in touch with you on social media where where can they get in touch with you social media the the best place to to find me online is comicero.com it's very easy to remember just comicero with K it, it links to all my other uh, social media like the Comics Museum, like my Twitter, like my Facebook, and uh, everything else. I also have a blog there and a, 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 a page where they can find information about the Comics Festival. But just everything, uh, including where you can buy some shirts, Comicero shirts. <laughs> So just do, go to www.comicero.com. Www. Com. Uh, Kevin, how can they how can they find you online? Uh, I try to consolidate all my social media accounts under one account name. So you can probably find uh, my account on Twitter, Facebook, with the account name Kevry So that's an abbreviation of of oh, your three. Okay, all right. So thank you both. Um, and uh, I hope to talk to both of you again really soon. Thank you. Bye. Feliz <laughs> mio Kevin that PH. I'm not